Hey Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 215. We're recording this on uh, January 4th, 2022. Just a reminder, Guardians of the MCU is part of the Ram Chatter Network. Please do check us out at randomchatter.com for information on all of our shows, membership through Patreon, access to the Escape Hatch Discord channel, and show merchandise from TeePublic. Uh, guys, I got my wife, uh, for Christmas, an Oculus Quest, and it's amazing. And I've spent like just as much time as she has on it. So we've basically been just like alternating, uh, constantly. I'm disappointed because there is nothing Marvel on there yet. Um, I don't know if you guys have tried it. It is like just incredibly immersive 3d. It is awesome. There are fantastic games of, of all sorts. Um, yeah, I, and any, uh, John, you, you told me that your son has one. Have, have yep. you tried it? I believe I have. You believe you have. Well, because it's not at my house. Aha. Uh-huh. So I think I have, uh, but he is a big, big fan. Okay. What, what, what does he, uh, play mostly on it? Do you know? He plays the game with the red figures that you have to kill in a variety of different ways. Hmm. And sometimes it's picking up a gun and shooting them. Sometimes you throw stuff at them. Uh, super hot VR. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Sheba, have, uh, have, have you tried an Oculus or anything similar to it, like a PlayStation VR or anything like that? I have not. I want to. It seems like so much fun. You um, must. Like on the the PlayStation, I know there's like a an Iron Man VR experience, and I always stare at it. And I'm like, should I download this? Because it was it was free at one point. I'm like, no, I can't download this because I, I don't have a VR, and it would just sit there and take up space. Mm-hmm. Or I'd have to buy the VR, which I'm like, I don't know if I need it just now. So I have not tried it, but it looks like a lot of fun. Plus, I want to play that game that everybody plays with the lightsabers and the music thing. Saber. Yeah, it sounds Beat fun. Saber is like the greatest game ever yeah. created. It is phenomenal. Um, it looks so much fun. Like, so like days after, uh, a few days after Christmas, I had been talking this up to a bunch of people. Um, Lou ended up getting convinced and just told me one morning, he's like, I'm going shopping. Uh, <laughs> he went out shopping, came back home with, with his own Oculus. Um <laughs> And you can do multiplayer on Beat Saber. And so, like, that was fantastic. We're able to do that. Um, And it records your stats. So even playing, you know, individually, you can, you know, see how you're ranking against other people and stuff. Uh, The only downside to it, um, in my opinion, does not necessarily reflect that of uh, Random Chatter Media. Uh, It is a Facebook product or or meta, Mm -hmm. uh, as they're now called. And I am not a fan. Um. So take that as you will. Uh, but the product itself, I think, is absolutely fantastic. Um, there are a couple of Star Wars uh, games in there. I really wish they would get some kind of Marvel games in there mm-hmm. because I think it would be a lot of fun. And it, it truly is just incredibly immersive. So. Yeah. Uh, with that, our discussion for this episode, we're going to talk about, uh, each of us, our top three MCU films as things currently stand on January 4th, 2022, as opposed to the last time we did this, 
which I think was two or three years ago. Um, but, you know, things change. Our tastes change. Uh, new movies come out. Our perspectives change on, on films. Um, you know, I've mentioned how much, like, and it's it's not in my top three, but, like, Age of Ultron. The more we get, like, we got, when we got WandaVision, and I went back and revisited Age of Ultron, I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's like a completely different movie now for me. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Thor The Dark World. Once we, like, when you look at it from a, the perspective of, a, a a character arc for Loki is yep. just kind of one more step within that. It completely changes the movie. Uh, yep. You know, it, it really does a, a lot for me. So yeah, you know, perspectives change over time. Um, still, Ant-Man is nowhere near my top three, <laughs> uh, nor is Iron Man three. So none of that has changed. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll preface my list with that. I'll, I'll give folks a little bit of a teaser there. Uh, which one of you would like to go first with your, uh, let, let's go with your number three rated movie. John, no, from what you have on your list, you cannot, no, it is Sheba not an esta- MCU film. No, Sheba established in the last episode. It is an MCU film. Well, it is now because it's owned it by, so, you know, counts. It's not an MCU count. film. <laughs> it technically counts. Will will the next one be an MCU film? Yes. Probably. Probably, but we're not sure. So, folks, I listed Deadpool. (laughs) Which is a great movie. I just got, literally, before we started recording, just got done watching Deadpool. It's a great movie. I love the movie. Yeah. Um, And and because Deadpool 3 will be in the MCU, Mm -hmm. I feel like we can, I mean, maybe it's got an asterisk, but I feel it counts. I think it counts. All right. All right. Okay. So we should, we should call up Kevin Feige and ask him what he thinks if it counts. Well, he's he's in it in a pizza shop. That's true. His, so his they, pizza, his pizza's in it. Yeah, Feige's famous yeah. pizza. Yeah, there you go. So it counts. Um, <sighs> so also knowing this would piss Tim off a little bit by picking it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ornery today. I'm old. Uh, no, this one. Get off and I my mean, lawn. <laughs> seriously. Uh, I, people can't. It's snowy here. Mm. Uh, it, Deadpool from the, let's call it a teaser that Ryan Reynolds put out to all the work he took basically ensuring that this happened and then ensuring that we could have rated R superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It the action sequences were great. It was hysterical. The limited budget, them poking holes at, breaking the fourth wall. It was just fantastic in every aspect of it, and so. And and I will say, very different from all the other movies we're going to talk about, because it wasn't created in Feige's MCU at the time. But I think its creation and success led to part of the merger 
led to what will be the future of aspects of the MCU. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those. If it's on and I catch it flicking around TV shows, I'm going to stop and I'm going to watch it. Oh, yeah. Which is always super weird because it's one of those movies you can watch on demand anytime you want. Right. <laughs> so you, you don't have to watch it with commercials or anything else, um, but it's there. So that's why I picked Deadpool also slightly to piss Tim off. And, and, and if it is, if it's on a network life, like uh, FXX, which is what we are watching it on, it's unedited. So it's not censored or anything like that. Now I, you know, I, I will say that we did have the, uh, if you guys remember back last summer, uh, Deadpool and Korg got together mm-hmm. and did their preview of uh, the movie yep. Free Guy, uh, which both Ryan Reynolds and Taika Waititi are in. So it was this very like meta, meta, meta thing, um, yep. which was absolutely hilarious. And, and, and if anyone who, who hasn't seen Free Guy, uh, Free Guy is something we actually just rewatched that this past weekend because it's just a darn funny movie. So, um, so good. Yeah, it, it really is. So, you know, does it mean because they were in a commercial, the commercialish kind of thing together that Deadpool is canon yet? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it wasn't like it was, you know, an Earth 616 MCU event, uh, but it, maybe it was. We don't know. We don't know. Okay. Based off of based off of the things that were in Free Guy, you could assume because Ryan Reynolds would have had to get approval or people in that movie would have had to get approval at every step and turn to even have Korg there or anything else that was in the movie because I'm not trying to spoil anything. Um, but, you know, if that's the case, then they would have had to have approval, which means they would have had to get Feige's approval, which means he could have said no. So I think... Well... I'm I'm not quite sure what the depth of those approvals would be because when your production company is owned by the production company that owns everything (laughs) in Marvel and Star Wars, things I think things get blessed pretty quickly, um, and and and, and easily. And it might not even go to Kevin Feige. It may go to some, you know, executive vice president of of Disney who just says, "Yeah, go do that. It's funny." (laughs) You know, I don't know. I don't know. Sheba, what's what's your number three? I had put it. It was a very difficult decision for me because I there was there was a lot of newer. I, I went with a newer movie. Um, I put No Way Home, but then as I was writing it, I was like, but I also like Shang Chi a lot. So I'm like, ah, you know, it was it was a difficult difficult thing. I think the only reason that No Way Home won out was because of a lot of the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. and just the feelings I have for Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man is a character that I've loved since I was a kid. I've loved every version of Spider-Man, even if it wasn't that great. I still ended up loving all of the versions that I've seen. I've, I've watched every show, cartoon, that kind of thing. And it's probably one of the the, the characters I've, I've kept up with over time. So for that reason, it kind of won an edge out over Shang-Chi for me. Um I'm, again, I'm not spoiling the movie for anybody that hasn't seen it, but um, I just, I loved it. I loved Tom's portrayal of Peter Parker. Um, I liked 
how there were different emotions that were felt for Peter Parker himself, but all the other characters that were involved. Um, I can't wait to see what else comes out of, of that movie. Um, like if they're going to, there are rumors that there's going to be another Spider-Man trilogy, things like that. So we'll see. Um, but I, I really, no, there's really, no rumors that's confirmed. Oh, it's confirmed. That's confirmed by Sony. We, we, yeah, we talked about that a few weeks ago. That is, um, Sony is 100% greenlit that. Okay. I knew that there was a fourth movie that they were hundred percent going to do. I just wasn't sure if the whole trilogy had been confirmed. Yes. Yep. Um, Yay. So, um, yeah, so I, I loved it. Loved no way home. I, I'm actually sad that I can't go to theaters to watch it again because I, I kind of like, I just rewatch clips of things and I'm like, oh, darn, I want to watch it again because I really enjoyed that moment. And I forgot how much I enjoyed that moment when I was there. So that there was a lot of that, that I felt in this movie. So I, that's why it was my, my third. Yeah. And it's a great movie. It, 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 it really is. And it, I'm also bummed that I can't go you know back to a theater right now and see it. I mean, it, I could it, if I really wanted to, but, there's a pandemic and I'm not going to. It was my number three before I switched it. So <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Uh, my number three uh, is Captain America, the winter soldier, um, which John knows. I mean, so I mean, th- this is a movie that came out before we ever did guardians of the MCU. And uh, as John knows from our discussions way back then, I was never a fan of Bucky early on. Um, I constantly rolled my eyes whenever there was any mention or appearance or discussion of Bucky, um, simply was, was not a fan. Quite honestly, even when this movie came out, I was still kind of on the fence about the movie. Um, but then it just, there's so much in this movie. There's so much that happens. Um, I really become a fan of where, uh, where Bucky and Winter Soldier, White Wolf, whatever you want to call him, um, I've really been a fan of how his character has evolved, how the story for him has evolved. Uh, I love all the nuance that is in this movie. We see so much happen in this um, with S.H.I.E.L.D. There's a lot of great Sam Jackson in this movie. There's a lot of great Black Widow in this movie. Um, it's just a really, really solid movie. And I, I appreciate so much of what this movie does. And in terms of what also changed, uh, and influenced for the future of the MCU, uh, past it. So that, that's, that's really for me, what a lot of it is based on is, is, is the groundwork that it laid and the amount of influence that it had for films coming afterwards. It really did. I mean, looking at where it took a lot of those characters without it we don't get to where not not just falcon and winter soldier but infinity war endgame civil war so yep. many of the movies afterwards tied to Black that Panther. connection yeah, yeah absolutely yeah yeah so much of it did so yeah, there's there's a lot there. Uh, right. So so Tim, we're gonna go with fantasy draft rules, and because you went last in round three, you go first in round two. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So my second favorite movie is the original Iron Man movie. Um, obviously, talking about influence, this movie laid the groundwork for absolutely everything. Um, it is damn near a flawless movie. Uh, 
it's just everything about it was just freaking fantastic. Um, I also everyone knows I really love Iron Man too, and it's a it was it was a tough decision to actually put Iron Man over Iron Man two because I really do, especially for me the big thing with Iron Man two, and I acknowledge its faults. But the big thing for me for Iron Man 2 is is kind of the evolution of Rhodey and War Machine, um, which I'm a huge fan of. But the, the the first movie laid the groundwork for everything, everything in the whole freaking MCU. And um, and I, I love the movie. I mean, I, I, I the, the casting of Robert Downey Jr. was just amazingly inspired. Um, the effects, everything that they did with it just it 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 set the tone for everything that the MCU would become this this balance of comedy and action and great CG with fantastic uh with fantastic uh, cast of actors and just establishing this world that was bigger than than anything um and you know prior to this we had fantastic four movies we had x-men movies and and those were those were really great but they didn't hit like this one did at least for me so that's why iron man is 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 my number two no i yeah i totally agree it was such a big thing having like iron man like you said kicked off the mcu it was a movie that most people weren't even expecting it to be a big thing they were just Mm -hmm. like ah you know movie it's a marvel movie whatever and then you went to see it and like i know my friends were so influenced with it. Like I had friends who were like, yeah, I'm going to get a goatee like Iron Man. I'm going to pretend I'm Iron Man. That's all it was for like the rest of that, that year was everyone was trying to be Iron Man. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's it was such a big thing. And it made people excited to see Marvel movies after that. I think that was the first one that people were just like, wow, this is amazing. And we need more. I agree. So it's also my number two. Um, and for a lot of the reasons Tim said, if Iron Man hadn't been successful, we wouldn't be talking here right now. There'd be no MCU. There'd be no 10 years of history getting to Endgame. We wouldn't have gotten Chadwick Boseman as Black Panther. None of that would have had No. Maybe one or two, but the success of Iron Man drove to where we are today. Now, that's not just why, you know, I picked it. As Tim said, all of the aspects of it, some of my favorite scenes, I just, talking about it, you know, the the flashes and love watching Iron Man with his wrench screwdriver adjusting the gauntlet while he's watching, you know, the battle take place with the 10 rings mm-hmm. where he was held captive using Stark tech and just the look on his face of, I'm going to F those guys up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, you know, realizing the frost, the paint schemes, so much about it. Um, really, uh, Tim, as you said, set the tone and the direction for it really reinvigorated Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as an actor. Um, I mean, and, and introduced characters and plot lines that carried through even till today. Um, 
So not only for that, but just the nostalgia of going back and watching it and not, I didn't know anything about Iron Man minus his name and that he was red and gold. Right, right. And didn't know a lot about Robert Downey Jr. minus his scandals. Sure. And watching it and being like, I'm an Iron Man guy. I, mm-hmm. I like Iron Man. I don't yeah. know anything about Iron Man, but I like Iron Man. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone became fans of Iron Man. Oh, yeah. 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 My sister's favorite character is Iron Man. She's like, yeah, no, my favorite character is Iron Man. I'm like, yeah, I don't blame you. He was awesome. He was smart, funny, witty, just all the things that you kind of wanted to be. Yeah. Or I wanted to be anyways, maybe. And and of course, I mean, and that also like really that set us up for S.H.I.E.L.D. We had Agent Coulson in there. Uh, you know, we had, um, Nick Fury. I mean, it was, again, the groundwork for everything was, was set in that first movie. Yeah. All right, Shiva, you're up. My second movie I put as Endgame. Um, I just, there's so many things about it. Like it was, it was a tie between Endgame and Infinity War. Um, for me, sometimes I just consider them both the same thing because I'm like, it's just one big continuation. But there was something different about Endgame. Like I loved Infinity War, but with the Endgame, I loved the. There were just moments where I still remember what it was like sitting in the theater, being around everybody else as we watched those moments take place. Like you know when when Cap picks up Mjolnir and he says Avengers assemble. There when everybody comes through the portals. There were just moments that have, have stuck with me since then, and I just I, I miss those moments. I think about them regularly. I, I love those moments. Um, so that was that was one part of it. The other part of it, I just, I loved the storyline. I loved how they kind of combined so many different things. I, I, again, it was 10 years of the MCU being in existence and they made it work to kind of nice and neatly wrap things up mm-hmm. while also going, hey, there's more. But the story that we've told, this 10-year saga that we've told, this infinity saga we've told is being wrapped up in this way. And then we're going to move on and see what else happens. And it was just kind of a nice send-off to the the 10 years experience that I felt as a fan for all of these movies. And that's the other reason that I really, really love it so much is because of all that nostalgia and the love for all of those characters that I've built up over the years and it, it really means a lot to me. And so that's why I put it as my second. It, it, it really was a great wrap up to so much that had been established. And while obviously a lot of characters survived it and, you know, they're mm-hmm. in movies and Disney plus series and, and that kind of stuff. It's such a benchmark event that changed uh, so much in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's, it's a movie that has huge influence, um, mm-hmm. especially in the characters that we lost, but it also mm-hmm. did set the stage and that, you know, that five year gap, um, when, you know, half of the beings in the universe were, were, were away, um, you know, that's something that we're still hearing about. And, and, you know, even, uh, as recent as the, the Hawkeye series on Disney plus, so yeah, a lot of lot of influence from from it, and and I I, I agree in a lot of ways. Uh, Infinity War and Endgame are really, I so often just consider them to really be the same thing. I mean, even though 
they are different movies. Um, they're just so linked at the hip. So. I achieve a rules apply. You're number one. Alrighty. Um, I went with Captain America, the winter soldier. Um, that was my first one because I, not just the acting and everything else that, that goes on, everything else that Tim had said. Um, but I also loved that it was just such a well-made movie. I, I remember watching the first Captain America going, okay, I guess this was fine. Like I, it was an all right movie for me at the time. I might, I've changed obviously since, cause I, I do, I watched Captain America first Avenger and I appreciated it more after watching it again. Mm-hmm. But this one was the first one that I was like, Captain America is really cool. And I didn't know a lot about Bucky in the first movie. And I was one of the few people that was actually surprised that the Winter Soldier was Bucky because I didn't know anything about the Winter Soldier. <laughs> and I didn't even look it up before going to the movie. So I had no idea that Bucky was the Winter Soldier. And I was like, oh, it's Bucky. And everyone's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> you leave me be. I didn't know. Okay, <laughs> leave me alone. But I, I really loved that character. I thought it was, I thought, you know, Sebastian Stan did such a great job acting as Bucky. Um I, I liked the interactions between Steve and Bucky and, and all of that. Um, I liked Nat's involvement and her friendship with Steve. I love we got to see Sam Wilson. I you know absolutely love his character. So I'm glad we got to have him in the MCU and that was his beginning. There were so many things that came out of, like Tim said, from this movie. But I also think it is probably one of the best well-written and well-made and directed movies. I've seen so many people that have done, you know, analysis videos about saying that this is a perfect movie and it's a masterclass on how to make a movie. And this is an example of that. And I think that that's so amazing to have a Marvel movie that holds up that much value and holds up that much respect and is well liked as a movie in general, not just a superhero movie, but as a movie and what it is. And that's why it is my top one. Yeah, I agree. I And she, you made me think back to watching the first Captain America, which is a great movie. <laughs> and to me, it was, again, going kind of back to the time of like, uh, I mean, Chris Evans was the human torch. Is this going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it did. And it was a great movie. And then we had uh, the Avengers film. And this, to me, was... It was really him coming into his own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chris Evans' ability to establish who Steve Rogers was. Mm-hmm. Um, so my number one, which is why I was silent during... She was part is Endgame. And I'm going to disagree. I think Endgame and Infinity War are very two distinct movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do pick up moments after one another and are implicitly linked. Um, but they're not linked like a lot of movies do a part one and a part two mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um this is one where I think every single time Tim or I watch it, there's like multiple parts where we get to, and we'll text the other person like, got to this part, 
gets me every time. <laughs> it's true. Uh, and I mean, there are, it is a movie full of so much emotion, similar to, to No Way Home, um, where with all of the character arcs, there's just so much, and you see so much growth from start to finish after 10 years of the characters. I mean, the scene of Thor calling, you know, his new hammer, and it flies by, you know, Captain Marvel's head. And she doesn't wince. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's th- he is at the start of the depression that gets to him later in the film. And you right. see, you know, he that's starting to, to set in. Tony continuing to deal with PTSD and realizing that what he foresaw, what he built all of the armors, why he did so many of his choices, it still happened. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them dealing with that loss and moving through it. And then, you know, continuing to deal with it in the choices and then basically going and reliving some of the best moments, you know, in the MCU. I mean, you know, brilliant Hulk, Brainiac Hulk, whatever we want to call him, taking off his shirt. And he's like, yeah, Hulk smash. <laughs> and he's like, this is so dumb. He's like, I feel um, this do it is fine. Yeah. Yep. I mean, so, 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 so much of that, um, and even how it then set up where we are today, it's set up Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's set up WandaVision, yeah. Um, it's set up Hawkeye, it's set up all of these where we're at with the MCU, um, you know, the, the next two Spider Man films. So, a great way, and and the genius of the writers and all of the directors to pull it all together. And for sometimes I, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, in the writer's room when they're like, Oh, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And everyone gets real excited. And they're going to do it. And someone's like, uh, yeah, but in Thor, the dark world, <laughs> we did something else. And as SD likes to point out, out at me there was probably something somebody that went well according to comic book lore <laughs> and when sd does it to me she pushes up like she's pushing up glasses <laughs> uh, which, I, which i do wear when i'm not wearing my contacts um, <laughs> so i'm sure there are plenty of folks that did that uh, and everyone's like oh right, we can't do that <laughs> um and it was still such a fantastic movie yeah. um so it, it is my number one I think that will be a hard one to unseat. I actually think the last Tim, the last time we did this, Endgame had not come out. Oh wow! It, yeah, it very I well think may that not was, have because yeah. it was just it was me, you, and and Lizzie, and I think it was on the cusp of Endgame coming out. Mm, okay, which feels like ten years ago. Yeah, it really <laughs> does. It really does. <laughs> uh, so. For me, my number one film um, has to go for the first, you know, major team up film, and that's Avengers. Uh, so, you know, as much as 
for me, Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie set the stage for the entire MCU. The first Avengers movie, um, I think, was kind of the first Avengers movie kind of became proof of concept for the MCU as this interconnected thing. You know, we 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 had a bunch of solo movies and then, hey, let's you know, we knew, obviously, this lead up was going to ultimately culminate to an Avengers film. And and they made it happen. You know, they 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 made it happen. And the 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 formula worked out great. The the balance between the characters worked out great. Uh, you know, having Loki in there worked out fantastic. And of course, what's even more fantastic about Avengers is that as time goes on, they actually keep adding back to the lore from that first movie. You know, we find out later on that. Loki was actually basically being a puppet of 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 uh, Thanos mm-hmm. at, at, at the time, and you know so many other layers of things that ended up there, and so many things uh, again as recent as Hawkeye that has mm-hmm. so much reference back to the first Avengers movie. Um, that really was a that was the first significant benchmark. I mean, we, we talked about Endgame kind of being a, a huge benchmark, uh, you know, at, at the end of that Infinity Gauntlet saga. But Avengers, that was the first team up movie, you know, that's and yeah. that formula is what made all the other team up movies successful uh, because it, it, it set the pace for those. It it established the standard uh, for how all that yeah. was going to happen. So. Um, to me, I mean, that's uh, again, not only was it a great movie, but it also influenced so much that came after it. And plus we get some iconic lines from that, from that movie too. Like, yeah. does mother know you're wearing her drapes? Yeah. <laughs> I'll still laugh at that one every time, you know, Coulson fangirling over Steve Rogers. Um, yep. That man over there is playing Galaga. I quote very often and people look at me like, what? And I'm like, never mind. I Mm -hmm. I, I randomly, when someone's not paying attention, I'm like, that person is playing Galaga over there. And then every time it's always somebody looking at me going, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, darn it. You're not Mm -hmm. an Avengers fan. I figured it out. So we, we got a lot of cool things from there as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's not. Tim, you kind of brought it up, the proof of concept. And let's let's not dismiss how hard it is to pull off ensemble pieces. Yeah. Where if the chemistry, I mean, people still talk about the chemistry between Anakin and Padme and how awkward that was. What makes ensemble pieces, you look at a, for every Friends and every How I Met Your Mother and MCU, there are plenty of others where the chemistry between the ensemble didn't work. And people were like, you know, I like the concept, but I didn't like the characters. Yeah. And it folds and it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and and again, no disrespect to the DC. EU, DCU, whatever they're calling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who cares? Because no one said in any of the Justice League League movies, man, 
the Justice League, the chemistry between those folks, that worked. Yeah. All <laughs> phenomenal true. actors and actresses. Yeah. I think, for the most part, all very well cast. Mm-hmm. The chemistry wasn't there. No. A, a lot of the, like, one-on-ones worked really well, but then once they added in a third person and a fourth person, it's yeah. like they were all wrestling for screen time. It was, And it was really awkward, yeah. and yeah. it wasn't smooth. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people, yeah. especially with the Avengers, people were trying to recreate that that group chemistry, oh, yeah. that that whole, you know pulling from you know pulling from other movies and making an extended universe. Like the MCU started because of that movie, and everyone has been trying to emulate it since, and yeah. it hasn't worked the same way as it has in the MCU, in my opinion, at least. And you, no, one hundred percent, and you have. Things within the some of those iconic scenes and lines that worked that were essentially ad libbed and shown the chemistry and the depth of the actors. I mean, you know, the scene where they're getting kind of hot, you know, under the collar once they have Loki's staff, mm-hmm. and Tony offers Steve a snack. Yep. Yeah. And, just- and that and that comes from the fact that Robert Downey Jr. used to get hungry a lot and hid snacks on all the sets yep. and would just pull them out in the middle of filming a scene <laughs> and eat a snack. <laughs> and that it worked. Was, and it worked. And that was an ad lib scene. Go back and watch. And Tony's always eating a snack. Yeah. Because yep. Robert Downey Jr. used to stash them around and pull them out randomly in scenes. Now, and, a, um, a, a, another big aspect uh, for this movie was behind the camera. And that was um, so aside from the Incredible Hulk film, which was uh, done by Universal uh, mm-hmm. because they they have the the um, the rights to uh, solo movies for individual for uh, Incredible Hulk. The first four uh, films, so uh, you had Iron Man, you had Captain America, uh, the first Avenger, you had Thor and you had. You had. I mean, are you going to count Hulk? Yeah. Okay, so I guess yeah. Okay, so those yeah. those yeah, those films, um, those were produced. Uh, Marvel Studios existed. Marvel Studios was the the at the time an independent production house. They uh, had signed on Paramount Pictures to do distribution, and Paramount was also part of the the production team. The first Avengers movie is the first film that was Marvel Studios under the Disney flag. Yeah. And Disney owned everything. Um, So that was production and distribution. Uh, So that was also that that was a that was a big change. And it's fortunate Mm -hmm. that that happened because. I don't know. Would would they have otherwise been able to afford bringing all of those salaries together uh, yeah. for each of those stars? I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what his contract was. I know he wasn't, you know, the highest paid person at the time. But Scarlett Johansson was was her star was rising quite a bit uh, at the time. So so she was pretty expensive. Um you know, so I, there, there, there was a lot going on. I don't know if they would have been able to afford all that independently. Uh, so I mean, you know, uh, the, the timing worked out for Disney. 2020, hindsight being twenty twenty, <laughs> look at the box office returns. 
I yeah. think they did okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, they absolutely did. So it, it was it was a great time for Disney to to jump in, and I, they clearly read the writing on the wall and said, "Hey, all these movies did great. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, we're 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 now gonna gonna jump in here. We're gonna take on Marvel Studios, and we're going to underwrite this whole darn thing." And it worked and, out well. Yep. And looking at what their formula has been, they took a combination of actors with some name recognition. Uh, I mean, you look at Robert Downey Jr., you look at Jeremy Renner. um, People knew who they were, if not, they weren't necessarily people you would consider leads. People knew Scarlett Johansson. They knew Chris Evans. Chris Helmsworth and Tom Hilston were not known before, before their roles. But then you look at who they're casting and moving forward in you know, the current shows. I mean, mm-hmm. they continue with, you know, Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackey, who, you know, really gained their fandom that way. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then you look at, especially the Disney Plus shows, you know, they are taking a lot of lesser known, some like known names for like, oh, like I've seen them, but they're not household names. They're not right. Ben Affleck. They're not, you know, Henry Cavell, mm-hmm. you know, they're not Gail Gadot. They, but you know, they have some name people like, Oh, I've seen them in something. Yeah. And I've seen them in nothing. Ten year, and 10 years <laughs> from now, they're going to be, you know, these household names mm-hmm. that everyone, you know, knows and everything else. So, you know, they're doing a great job of taking well-known actors. Um, and Tim helped me out because I've been stalling trying to think of his name. Um, the lead for Moon Knight. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very well known. So they are still taking some very well knowns and intermixing them in. Um, but they're also kind of helping create that next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and in a lot of ways, you know, giving people kind of their, their next step. I mean, Haley Steinfeld has been, you know, she's a known actress. Yeah. Uh, but now she's part of the MCU and Hawkeye is not her only appearance. So she's going to be in films and such. And that's going to, you know, launch her career yeah. even more. So, yeah. you know, they're they're really giving a lot of just they're giving a lot of opportunity to a lot of of, of really good actors who in many cases are early in their careers. Um and uh, just simply the 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 size of the MCU has them needing to regularly cast people, and sometimes yeah. you're going to get the um, you know the the Selma Hayek's and um, you know Angelina other, Jolie's and Angelina Jolie's <laughs> and and yeah all, all the you know big name actors that people have known for years for decades. Um, and other times they're, they're going to grab, uh, you know, folks who, who, uh, like I said, are, are early on in their career. So it's a, it's a huge thing and it's really launching, you know, I mean, Tom Holland can basically write his own checks at this point, Yep. you know, for whatever his movies are that he wants to go into, he can walk into a room and he probably doesn't have to audition for things. Uh, oh, yep. at, at, at this point, 
he's probably part of his deal is he gets to be a producer mm-hmm. um, yeah. of, of, of things. And, you know, unless it's like a smaller indie kind of film where he basically says, eh, you know what, make, make me a producer, pay me a hundred grand. I'll be good. You know, something like that. Yeah. But yeah. if it's a much bigger production, that that number is going to skyrocket. So, yeah. uh, you know, and 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 yeah, he's 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 there, and it's all thanks but, to Spider Man. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Sp- thanks to Spider Man. Thanks to the MCU. Well, yes, because Spider Man yeah, is I, part of the MCU. It's all thanks to Kevin yeah, Feige. Tom, damn it! Thank Tom you, Hiddleston Kevin. Has, Tom Hiddleston hasn't been in Spider Man. No, he said Tom Holland though. Oh, did he? Oh, I thought he said Tom Hiddleston. And no, I was no, no, like, Tom Holland. <laughs> few glasses of wine, folks. That's all right. Uh, Sorry, I think I will, Tom, they're both British. I mean, it happens. Yeah, I was just trying to catch Tim in a mistake. Um, <laughs> but you also have, for every you know actor that way, you then have the Keanu Reeves who are like, oh, you'd be an absolute honor to be in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so you have you know, again, the older guard who are like, you know, absolutely, I'd, I'd take in a role. And some of them sometimes take on, you know, more of a bit role mm-hmm. for it because it's, yeah, it's it's the thing to do. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great. All right. So, uh, folks, that's it. That's that, that is our uh, top three films uh, as of right now in the MCU. And, you know, that could change tomorrow. It could change next week, next year. Who knows? Um, we have a few movies coming out this year uh, and that could rearrange things even further. Never know. Uh, let, let us know on, you know, on Twitter, uh, over in Discord. Um, shoot us an email. Uh, you know, wh- wh- whatever you want to do to uh, let us know what your top three MCU films are. Uh, and of course, if you can tell us why that's, that's even a little bit better too. So, uh, so that is going to do it for this episode. We will catch you next week for episode two sixteen, uh, which will be, have big news, huge news. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the news is going to be next week. <laughs> Um, but it's going to be big. It's going to be big people. It's, uh, definitely tune in next week. So that's all we got. Thanks folks. Take care.